Hey, welcome to New Jump City, everybody, where we recap the week in American and Japanese sequential art. I am your host, Christian, the unbiased king. Oh, he has it. He <laughs> finally has it. Espinal. <laughs> and also joining me is my partner in crime, the man, the myth, the legend. It is Joshua Gangsta Time. Cool. It's called partner, but it should be called Gangsta Time. What up, Chris? Yeah. Good, Brian. Uh, oh, yeah. Also joining us is the Edgelord himself, Big News, Brian. What's up, nerds? Hey, how are you doing, buddy? My, uh, my... Oh, you know, you know, I got some light on my skin now from, from this low lamp here. Yay. You know, things are looking fine. Looking all profesh. Look at you. All profesh. Uh... Thank you guys for joining us. We have a fucking sick show. I'm so fucking excited. Hell yeah. I'm on the vibe today, guys. I'm on the vibe. Is that what the kids say today, uh, Brian? I'm on the vibe? No. <laughs> it's a vibe. Well, not like that. I don't think that's how you use vibe. I don't use the, that lingo, but I can be somewhat of a translator, I guess. You're the, the youngest person yeah, on this show. You're our only... No, 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 you're... No, you're doing. No, you're still doing it wrong. Damn it! <laughs> We're so old. <laughs> I swear to God, this you're not even that old. This pandemic you're not has, even that old. This pandemic has aged me thirty years. <laughs> I'm not even the same person anymore. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, we got some stuff to talk about today, so let's get right into plugs. You could find me at the Chris Espinal on Twitter and Instagram. Joshua Cole, where can they find you? At JD Cole underscore 37, and that's on Instagram as well. Oh, yeah, Brian. You can find me at b.esp on both Instagram and Twitter. And if you ever want to catch me when I'm streaming, you can find me at twitch.tv slash it's punchline. Oh, yeah. Um, you can follow the show itself at New Gym City on Twitter and Instagram. Follow us on Twitter, especially because we do a weekly, really good chapter of the week audience poll. So you guys can decide what you thought was the best chapter of the week, and we will reveal the winner on the show. Today, we have a tie, which for the first time in New Jump history, this is the first time that we've had a tie. I actually, I actively do not know what to do about this tie. It is tearing me apart, but I guess we'll give them both a win. I don't know. We'll figure it out. <laughs> Impromptu. But um, yeah, follow us on there. Vote for your favorite series. Follow us on Instagram as well. You can email us at newjumpcitypod at gmail.com with any questions, suggestions, anything you guys want to talk to us about, or leave a comment on the video you're watching. Speaking of the video you're watching, if you are watching on YouTube, we have a backlog of over 100 episodes, some of which are not on YouTube. Actually, most of which are not on YouTube because we didn't have video back then or uh, we suffered a copyright strike last year, so we lost all of our stuff. So, you know, go back and listen to the archives. We have a lot of shit. Uh, it's, uh, and leave us a five-star review on iTunes while you're there. Uh, follow us on Spotify, Pandora, Amazon Music, wherever you listen to podcasts. We are likely there. Uh, if you're listening on uh, the audio version only, we do have a YouTube channel where you can click on the link in your description and it'll take you here. I think that works for like apple podcast users and spotify users so if you're listening on any of those platforms you can click the link and it'll send you here and subscribe to us give us that like all that stuff and um yeah i think that's a uh, it as far as plugs go let's get the show started uh we're gonna start off with uh, a new segment on the show where we talk about shit that we don't 
really uh, cover in depth on the show, but we still want to talk about and shout out. Welcome to One Shots. And I guess today we're going to start a little bit with uh, the, uh, we have a solo leveling discussion. Brian shared with us uh, the some some info about the series known as solo leveling, the Manwa series. Uh, and Josh and I took a little bit of a peek at it over the last week. Um, Josh got a little farther than I did. I'm only on chapter six. So I guess I'm going to let him take it away and what his thoughts are. So, yeah, um, I, I made an agreement with Chris before we started that I wouldn't go so in-depth as to, like, you know, spoil anything. Um, I am going to break down. I mean, I don't know. I'm still going to, like, talk freely, but I'm not going to go about it, like, based on, oh, this is what's going on in the story. So I'm going to put it like this. Uh, I really, really enjoy reading this. When... Brian said that it was like a video game. He was not lying at all, man. <laughs> um, I mean, it, the comic itself literally refers to it as a sort of game. Mm. You know, it's, there's a lot of mystery involved with this, so it's you know, it's cool. Yeah, you know what I noticed about it to down the road is uh, whenever the lady, the girl heals. I'm still new to the series. I don't know names, but whenever she heals, <laughs> you see like the uh, the little um, cross. The HP things, yeah, the yeah, HP yeah, 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 yeah. But the health, yeah, man, it's it's nice. Yeah, it's, there's it's nice and there's like debuffs and stuff too. There's what? Yeah, there's like debuff. There's debuffs there's and buffs. Oh, debuffs, man. They even ah, uh, he there's like a just like Brian was. I mean, I, I'm regurgitating what he said, but it was it's so true. I mean, and you find out sooner than later. Like there's, you know, the the stat points that he gets, there's categories, and you know, the the more he fights, the stronger he gets. It's as simple as that. Mm -hmm. um, but it's really motivating. The vibes it gives me is like uh, um, Hajime no Ippo, mm -hmm. the boxing manga, right? Yeah, uh, they don't have the degree of like physical training and endurance, and like like you know, they don't dedicate whole heart arcs to like training or nothing like that. But um, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. like I said, man, it's it motiv it's, it's motivating me, man. It, it, I mean, it motivates you. <laughs> but yeah, it motivated me, man. I was mm. shit. It made me want to play RPG and do a few fucking push-ups and shit. Dang. You know, so <laughs> yeah, um, for real. I was yeah, like, so, damn, this dude has to do this shit every day. Is it actually worth it? <laughs> the so like, I, I think the main I think the main character is really interesting too. Um, I think he is. He's not like, you know, he, he's pretty typical of a shonen uh, protagonist that's kind of, you know, meek at first, very, like, super humble, and then starts to get sure of himself little by little. It happens really fast with him. Uh, you, you're going to see Chris. Trust me, it ain't much of a spoiler. It's not uh, 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 a development point or, or after a time skip, he comes back. <laughs> no, this dude's I'm a, a fucking man beast. Now. Wow, <laughs> he's look a at my old stomping grounds. No, it ha it, like, he... He gets busy, bro. Mm -hmm. Um the art's really cool. It has the added benefit of being color, which is cool because it's you know, you get we get the color in American comics. But you know, you don't get that 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 uh that shonen that like that manga uh uh art. You know what I'm saying? That feel to it, like that, you know, that pacing. I will I guess more so really, like the, the pacing that manga has. Yeah. Uh it you know that's what you get in a manhwa. Uh, yeah, most manhwa are actually like fully colored in comparison to to manga. I don't know. Like, what that's color, why they're yeah. 
I don't remember Tyro God the, being the, fully colored, was it? Well, most yes. of them are. Oh. At least modern day manhwa have been like yeah, that. Every manhwa I've yeah. read recently has been colored. And I think that's partially why it's um, manhwa are, are um, kind of, you know, kind of released as episodes and seasons is because I guess um, during the downtime between seasons, that's when they're working on refining the art and the and the um, story. Yeah. So, which is similar to like American comics, right? They do it, you yeah. know, they take time out and they don't do it week by week, right? Well, they, they, they have all their shit in advance already. Like, a lot of comics yeah. that are released have been worked on for a while, and they just, like, throw them up. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I, I also I, appreciate... I'd imagine this is way more healthier for the artists, you know? Oh, like, sure. I feel like manga should kind of take uh, notes from this a little bit. Well, it's also, it, I think, the structure of manhwa itself, too. Like, it's it's not, like, a whole page, really. It's, like, panel. It's, like, big panels for the most part. Um yeah. So yeah, it might it's, be healthier. It looks like it's digitally done too. I don't think it's done. I think yeah, it, that those are very those are digital art for sure, hundred percent. From in my my perception of it, um, as far as the art style goes and, and the structure of the manhwa, it is literally like a like one long panel. You know what I'm yeah. saying? More so than just like a fe- like I, I don't know. I guess that sounds obvious, but it feels like it's just where there's one in motion scene. That's just that flows like uh, mm-hmm. it, it just flows and it that's why like, I, I find myself like reading them really fast and I guess that helps that it's not super text heavy at least not yet I guess not like there's no writing in it at all but there's definitely huge chunks of the action scenes where it is just straight fighting and mm-hmm. that'll take up at least like you know 60 to 8 you know to, to 75 percent of a whole chapter yeah I couldn't imagine reading this week by week <laughs> this is definitely a series you want to binge yeah oh um, no doubt about it i i already know um and i'm gonna savor it while <laughs> you know to stay while while i'm able to binge it man uh it's it's just fun everything that brian said everything that my my homie at, 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 at my at my, my job said everything that i've heard about it and other people you know what i'm saying that i've seen mentioned it, it's good it's um it's dope yeah yeah um <laughs> one more i guess that's all i can say that's as far as i can articulate it without uh getting into the story yeah i mean i've had a short experience with it so far so i don't i don't have as deep a, a knowledge of the lore or whatever but what i've seen is pretty enjoyable i'm up to i'm still at the part where they're like facing off yeah, against you, that statue yeah, guy yeah so like when they're in the double dungeon i'm still dealing with that guy yeah so. yeah against the stone people yeah all right so we can talk about that stuff let's talk about the first five chapters all right all right first do you remember <laughs> exactly where the first five when, chapters okay. end all right listen 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 because i can just I, tell I, you I, where I, know. I up to where i read up to so we don't step over did they anymore. bow down in front of the statue yet? yeah it's literally i i stopped and right when go. they stepped on that guy for praying to the wrong god because oh yeah <laughs> And that's where I Yo, so, that's, that's where I was like left off. I gotta continue it later, but yeah, it's interesting. He reminds me a lot of Deku at this point, where he's not the strongest, so he's like thinking his way around things, where everybody's just like using my powers type of situation. But yeah, he um, has to use his noggin a little bit. Yeah, I appreciate that about this series. But don't worry, that's gonna change very soon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Brian told me he basically well, becomes I, I, Saitama, but even more yeah even yeah. more than saitama um, he's um 
he's it. That what you see was going on in the double dungeon. That's really out of desperation because like there's not much else he can do anyway. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Maybe. Mm-hmm. And there's some. I, I mean, this isn't really a spoiler. It's really more so a theory of mine. Or maybe they do mention it. I think they say something about it, but. One of the stats is kind of like awareness or like this ascent where you can kind of feel out how strong someone's going to be. You know how it is, like a power scout or whatever. You know, yeah. not more, like, not not much like a kind of like a yeah, like a power scouter and like a spider sense built in. But mm-hmm. it's I think it's kind of implied that out of all the stats he has, that's the only one he had kind of like I guess honed. If, if at all, because um, of how weak he is and how, you know, observant he'd had to, he's had to be. But it's definitely not like yeah. a predominant ability or anything like that. If anything, like I said, it is one of the stats that he can increase. So it's keep that. I don't know. Just keep that in mind. Yeah. No, yeah, I'm, I'm he's, sure. He's pretty I, raw, though. I get the gist because, you know, it's very set up like a video game. If you, it feels reminiscent of World Trigger to a degree where, you know, there's it ranks. It is. And, you know, it's like a diet world trigger. Yeah. Like a yeah. That's no, it's like, like it's like world trigger. World it's like world trigger, but Dragon Ball Z. You know. Yes. Yes. <laughs> there we go. World trigger X Dragon Ball. Niggas. Exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, those are where my thoughts on solo leveling concludes. Uh, you guys, any have any more closing statements? Nah, man. I I want us to kind of. I want us to, I want us to talk about this more. We'll figure out in what capacity and how we'll go about it. Yeah, I mean, I think maybe we should try to set a goal in mind and then talk about it at, at, at like certain points. Yeah, every yeah, couple it comes weeks, out. New chapters come out every Tuesday, so every couple of weeks we can like. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm far away from that. Yeah, I'm behind. I'm way behind, dude. I'm itching for every chapter. I'm addicted to it. <laughs> nice. So, uh, what do you guys? Uh, what do you guys think about? solo leveling leave us in the comments tell us what you think about solo leveling on you know what our thoughts on manhwa in general uh and uh, i guess we're gonna move on to our next one shot topic i watched justice league get it do another drop bro oh another (laughs) do another drop all right next one shot topic (laughs) it's uh justice league i watched the snyder cut finally uh over several days it I'm not gonna spoil it. I'm gonna. I mean, just in case something slips out, spoiler alert. But I don't think I'm gonna spoil it. I mean, honestly, if you watch the first movie, it is the first movie again. It's just four hours now, Uh, dude. I don't know how the fuck you sat. I don't know how you sat through all that shit. I didn't. I tried watching it. I tried. Cinematically gorgeous. I mean, yeah, I know. I know it looks decent, right? But I tried to watch it, and I was just bored. You know, I didn't watch the first version of it, but I mean, I I don't know. I just couldn't get myself to sit through the whole thing. I mean, I didn't even in breaking it up. I'll tell you what, I didn't sit through. Yeah, like I sat. I I watched the first couple of minutes or first thirty minutes, and then I just you know clocked out. I mean, it's it's a four hour movie. Whoever sat through it in one sitting, God bless you. Uh, I, I really, because I couldn't do it. I this movie is is very long, and you feel it because like seventy five percent of this movie is in slow motion. So you actively know that it's like it's, if he didn't just Taking leave it at point seventy five speed in the editing bay, it'd probably be like a three hour movie. It'd be an hour chucked down, but. Um, I don't remember enough about the original Joss Whedon cut to really make a comparison. I I guess I'm judging it on its own merits. Um, I liked it for the most part. I think like it's a 
I, I enjoyed it. I didn't hate watching it. Um, but Brian's not wrong in saying that sometimes it's like, fuck, <laughs> this didn't need to, <laughs> you could have cut this out. It's not that crazy. Like there's a scene where you get to see Cyborg like playing football and he's playing football in full slow motion and the whole scene is in <laughs> slow motion. So he's, I didn't even get to that point. <laughs> So he's he's basically pulling off this QB run. Oh my Where, God. by the way, he, as a human being, he's blitzing through like seven linebackers <laughs> to make a quarterback run all the way to the end zone. And I'm like, all right, relax. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, pre cyborg. As okay. as a boy, he's just blasting through these other 150 pound muscle kids. And just he makes a touchdown. That whole thing's in slow motion. So, I mean, that that's one of the you know when you call them one hundred fifty pound kids, it's not. It makes it sound less impressive. I don't know weights. You know, I don't know two hundred. <laughs> is that a thing? Let's say two hundred and fifty. All right, two hundred and fifty yeah, pound. Kids. They're they're Damn, fucking football kids. kids. That's what I what said. Up. They're big, like high school students. Some big dudes. Some some big football players. We get right? it. He's in high school at this point. We get it. We get it. I don't know. Big kids, and he just blasts through all of them, um, in slow motion. So that could have been done in regular motion, I think. Um, but yeah, it's not bad. Uh, I feel like uh, this guy Steppenwolf becomes a is a better character this time around. I don't know. I, this is just like off the top of my head. I feel like he's a better villain in this one than he was because he's an actual villain with well, he has a personality, and motivations, now, and feels, shame. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He feels you like know? he has a personality now. I saw a really funny meme. Where they put Steppenwolf's face over Will Smith's body, saying, "Why don't? Why does he want me, man?" <laughs> about Dark, <laughs> about Dark Side, which is basically his storyline, is that he's desperately trying to collect the mother boxes to get Dark Side over. And I don't know why. I don't know why he cares so much about what Dark Side wants because in the first like thirty minutes, they show a scene of Dark Side getting his ass whooped, absolutely whooped. All right, that dude did was getting absolutely fucking clapped. Well, because he got betrayed. Did he? I mean, I'm not. Yeah, we still got his ass beat. He kills a Green Lantern, which he I'm like. Jumped. <laughs> he was getting jumped. He got jumped by the Atlanteans. I'm sure he could have handled that. He got jumped by the Atlanteans, the Themyscirans, the, the Greek gods. And the themselves. slow motion lightning. That they motion. No, but he had a whole army with him, though. Yeah, the whole. He wasn't jumped. Yeah, but the whole time he was like getting jumped in slow motion, so he got hit pretty bad. <laughs> and... <laughs> That's Zack Snyder's superpower. <laughs> um, what another positive about this movie is it kind of reminded me how much I actually like this cast. I do like the Justice League, except for maybe the Flash. Like for whatever reason, he's never really stuck with me. Um, he's too like he's too awkward. I'm, it's it's a little annoying. I'm a little over it. Uh, like they try too hard to make him just the uh, the the funny, awkward kid, and I'm like, hey, it's not, it's I don't vibe with it, and it's neither of the flashes. None of the flashes are like that, so it feels yeah, weird. not even Wally. Yeah, if anything, the flashes would be like cocky and you know, kind of like, you know, confident, and that's where their funniness comes from. Um, yeah, that is true. I can't think of a single like, you know, actually awkward flash. Yeah, so I don't know. It feels it feels off. Uh, maybe that's why they did it. Maybe that's why. No, he's not. But I'm not even gonna. I mean, obviously, no one's thinking about impulse. So yeah, 
I don't know. But this Zack Snyder had a habit of changing characters from their original roots. So I guess, you know, that's just another thing. He's like, what if the Flash was awkward? I think that's the most dramatic change. I think everybody is pretty much the same. Doesn't Batman still snap people's necks and shit? He doesn't. He hasn't killed and anybody. He hasn't killed like the people. He killed uh, the, the he he kills parademons, but he does that in the comics. So that's okay. Well, that's fucked up. Parademons have no souls. Isn't dude. that kind of fucked up? Parademons have no <laughs> souls. They're like monsters. <laughs> what the fuck, Batman? Alienist much? <laughs> nah, they were coming. Yeah, they they killed Victor's dad. No, no, they no, they didn't. Not them. They tried to. Whatever. It's uh it's all right. I mean, I wish they had kept it to like the original plan was to release it in episodes, and I wish they kind of did that. I feel yeah. like it would go down a little smoother than a four-hour fucking movie. Jesus fuck. But um, that's a whole part-time shift. Uh, yeah, not a spoiler. Black suit Superman's pretty cool. Um, I feel like he just it, there's no reason for him to be in the black suit, but you know, fan service, I guess. Just like I gave you the black suit, guys. Check it out. <laughs> it's black suit Superman. <laughs> it's that thing you like. Uh, I can't wait Did for he Josh. Grays in his hair. No, or? he didn't. He doesn't have grays in his hair with the black suit. I think doesn't he? Oh no, yeah, you're right. He does a little bit. I think I remember when, like... He has a beard, doesn't he? Yeah, when, it, that was before he, like... That was before Rebirth, when they, like, fully integrated him in. But, yeah, yes. no, you're right about that, though. Um, I, there's a twist at the very end that I don't want to spoil for Josh. That I, Not really a twist, but they, I think it's... I heard it's the one original scene that they went back and shot. Um, and it's at the very end, and I can't wait to I see it. I should go for it. Fuck it. No, I don't want to spoil it for you. Because, all right, all right, all right. Because right, it's, right, it's so right. fun. You might get spoiled, though, because he's been popping up on my Facebook feed, and I'm like, damn, Josh might run into this. I mean, I wouldn't <laughs> watch it. I've seen Darks. I've seen Dark Side. Do you, want, do you really want to know? Do we, should I just say it? Was he talking to them through a portal or something like that? Oh, yeah. I mean, I'll tell you this. Dark Side, he doesn't come and fight the Justice League. No, I know. I know. <laughs> he just stays. He stays in, in Apocalypse after he sees the fucking ass whooping. <laughs> that's Superman. Smoke one is general. After he watched Superman manhandle Steppenwolf, it was nothing. He was just like, never mind. I'll, I'll come back another day. Easy, yeah. I'll say the fun of that occasion. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Okay. Last chance. I'll tell. I'll ask one more time. Do you want to know what it is? No. No. If it's not even that, then I really don't know. So Damn it. it. All right. Well, I'll keep it. Watch it by next week, man. Because <laughs> I do want to... I think it's really funny. <laughs> but, I mean, that's all I got to say about Justice League. I don't hate it. It's just very long, and you feel it. I feel like you feel it. Um, But, if that's all... That was One Shots, everybody. And with that, let's get into the show proper. It is time to randomize. <laughs> to randomize. One Piece. Oh, yeah. RGC. Oh, this is Josh's certified, really good chapter of the week. Certified RGC. Certified RGC. Certified RGC. You know what? Fuck it is mine too. I don't care. Certified RGC. I made a last minute decision. Certified RGC. Um, I'm gonna go ahead and just say it. Uh, it's 
One Piece was my favorite, but it was an overall less interesting week, in my opinion. I mean, yeah, this is a pretty regular week in manga, honestly. I wouldn't say it was less interesting. I would just say it's kind of like a lot of series are in a transition point, I feel. So, you know. Yeah, all the series were popping off, and they need a not pop-off week, yeah. you know? They just need to chill. Yeah, they're just on the incline Cause in terms of I remember there was a week that was... I remember there was a week that was action fucking packed. There was a week that everything was slapping. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, but this is One Piece chapter 1008, <laughs> leader of the Atayama Thieves Brigade, Ashura Doji. Um, okay, so last we left off, the Ak- Akazaya 9 woke up to realize that Odin has basically saved them. Or they think that Odin, Odin saved them. Um, and he's like, haha, I've come to help you guys. And everybody's like, oh, my God, Odin's alive. Oh, my God. And I theorized last week Fearing. that it was like the fox from way back that can transform into things and was protecting Odin's sword. I thought he came up, turned into Odin and saved them for some reason. But, you know, it turns out I was wrong as we as everybody's just like very thrilled and everybody's like, oh, my God, he's here. And then Ashura Doji immediately is like, not so fast. He's got to be a fake. And, um, yeah, he's thinking, um, wait a minute. What, what are you talking about? He's right there. He's right before our eyes, Keenanmon is like. And um, and Raizo is like, remember what Toki said? And Toki, he, he says that mankind cannot return to the past. Toki gave... Mm-hmm. Toki had the power to go into the future, but the day, but Lord Odin died that day. If he would have traveled to the future, that truth would never change. Um. So he was just not. He was kind of confused about it, and at yeah, that point, no way. yeah, there's no way he's alive. Essentially, he got shot in the fucking face. Uh, that kills you, even in the One Piece world. It's probably the only way to kill someone outside of a lava fist through the heart. So yeah, apparently. So this Odin figure just starts drawing his sword as Kinemon's just trying to hold on to hope that this is actually Odin. But Ashura Doji just smacks the shit out of him and then he slashes uh, Odin and there's no blood drawn from the slash. And that's when Odin's like, fuck you, and stabs Ashura Doji through the heart. And man, at that Damn moment... Odin? Yeah. And at that point, that's when Ashura Doji starts breaking down. And he's like, we all feel the same way. We all wanted it to be him. And I'm like, oh. I wanted it to be him, too. Didn't we all? And when he, told, when he started talking about Toki, I was like, oh, man, that's a good point. Mm. <laughs> <Damn>. Yeah. <laughs> and it turns out that this thing is actually just a pa- like. It's a painting of Conjuro, who's still alive, but on kind of death's door. A really good painting, mind you. This guy's an asshole. Yeah. It's a... <laughs> Yo, he's, you remember really that? Ain't about shit. You remember when he revealed he was actually a really good artist? <laughs> That's the fucking... Oh, my God. That is the pettiest, like, undercover move to, protect, to like, use your non-dominant hand to draw <laughs> and use your powers. Uh, <laughs> So, yeah, everybody's just like, I'm going to... Kurozumi, Kanjuro reveals through the um, Odin painting uh, that he's like, I'm on death's door, I'm deeply wounded, but I will will die having pierced the very heart of the Kozuki clan. And, yeah, Kanjuro's going after Momonosuke. 
So, damn. <laughs> and um, that's not all. Apparently, this fucking drawing is also strapped with dynamite. So he, so Ashura Doji makes the ultimate sacrifice play, and he just like bum rushes the uh, the fucking uh, Odin clone, and just sacrifices himself as the Odin clone explodes outside. Him screaming to never defile Kozuki Odin again. He explodes, and I'm pretty certain that Ashura Doji is dead now. Uh, no. Yeah, man. Um, big respects up to one of the original nine. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, he's one and of the cooler ones. He. Uh, well, he he died. He died to a painting, though, bro. I was a little upset about that. I mean, you know, Kondro right now could draw another picture of him and defile Kozuki. I mean, he Kondro oh, uh, seems to only have the strength to kill this little boy. So if anybody sure. crosses his path. He's dead because <laughs> he's not. He doesn't have enough power to fight back against anybody. I don't think he has any power to defile Kozuki Odin again. Um, no, I hope not. Or, 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 or Ashura would really his death would really be in vain. Yeah. Um. So yeah, Kinemon uh, gets fucking tight and he dashes for the door. Um. We, but unfortunately, he runs into fucking Jack, who finally makes it over to their room. Uh, and this whole thing kind of begs the question still, uh, just on a side note, then who did heal them? Like, who was really tending to them? Because it wasn't this painting. Because why would this painting do that? It's real bizarre. But in any case, Jack shows up and Dogstorm is like, uh, we only need one of us to take this guy, so you guys go ahead. Uh, and he allows the Akazaya 9 to escape, and Dogstorm is going to take on Jack on his own. They're both wounded, so it's kind of like an even battle. Uh, and then we get a pretty big bombshell as we cut to another room. Uh, there's a fire that broke out in the castle, and it turns out the person who uh, lit it was the Shogun Orochi. This fucking guy. Yeah, I knew that bitch wasn't a lot. Wasn't dead. Ooh, Otis wasn't one of your best ploys. <laughs> this was a good one. I mean, I guess <laughs> I don't think he died. I th- I don't think he lived because he's a Hydra, but because we already know he's not a Hydra. Okay. <laughs> Kozuki Odin revealed that like paintings don't bleed. I don't think Orochi bled when he got his head cut off. So. I think he had a conjurer. Wait, so that was a wow! I didn't even think that he was a conjurer painting. Yeah, you think yeah. so? Hmm? I didn't even think about that possibility. Honestly, he got me there. Yeah, <laughs> a good one. I don't think I've even seen anybody theorize that it was a conjurer painting. Yeah. So he's still around and being a dickhead, but at least he's not on Kaido's side anymore. So he's just yeah. out here trying to ruin everything for everybody. Which I guess is not terrible for the Straw Hat side, <laughs> I guess. Um, meanwhile, uh, we cut back to Momonosuke and um, and Yamato talking, and yeah, Momonosuke is back to being a kid. Um, he has a heart. He's better at controlling it than he used to be, so he was able to revert backwards. And um, yeah, at that point, Yamamoto is like, wow, that if your powers really work like my dad's, then you could really help everybody. But, you know, she's excited to go up and fight Kaido herself. 
at some point. So that's pretty cool. Uh, and it's revealed that Momonosuke knows that Luffy is greatly weakened, but he still finds somehow. And obviously because he has like hockey, I, I'm sure he has like um, observation hockey and he can sense Luffy from above. Speaking of which, on the rooftop of Onigashima, we cut back to the battle. Luffy is sent backwards. Um, Luffy, uh, Zoro, Kid, Killer, and Law are all just in the line, just thinking about what they're going to do. They're just like, shit. And much to my surprise, Zoro didn't finish the conflict already. (laughs) Interesting. (laughs) Yeah, weird how Zoro just didn't single-handedly defeat Big Mom and Kaido. Like, must be part of the plot. I mean, looks yeah, like... Yeah, I don't know. I don't know, Oda. Like you're kind of... Spot armor. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Kaido, you're kind of falling asleep here. I mean, o- Oda, you're kind of falling asleep here. Yeah. Bud. Looks you like... You got a GG machine standing there. You can't just... You have to write some type of story about that. You can't just act <laughs> like he's not there. I'll tell you what. I think <laughs> I think Zoro's just concerned that if he, like, kills... If he uses all his power, he might kill everybody else on this rooftop as well. You know, so he's like, I got to think of a way to get these guys out of here. I don't know if you guys remember, but there was this scene in Kill Bill where she goes back to the the, the girl, uh, goes back to Japan to go get a sword from the dude. And after, oh, after everything's said and done, he hands it to her and he's like, man, like I made an oath to God that I would never make a sword again. So if you ever, if you run into God along your path, I hope you cut him down with this blade or something like that. <laughs> I was like, holy shit. Yeah, I remember but, that. But, um, yeah, bro, I bet, I bet Zolo could do that. I bet he could cut God. Yeah. Right I mean, now. he's trying to cut anything. So that's Anything, a, bro. Um, but, yeah, the chapter ends where we actually finally get to see um, Kaido's uh, ha- half-human, half-beast form. Um, and it is pretty cool. Uh, he's got multiple horns. He's got scaly skin, but a human body. Um, Big Moms is just chilling on the cloud as per usual, and yeah, they look like everybody's just thinking is like we got to split them apart, I guess, because both of them together is just too OP at this point. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, they synergize too well, huh? Yeah, Luffy's not <laughs> with no plan. He just his whole plan is to just continue to bum rush them until it works. Um, but yeah, kids. I guess that hell is my home territory. Ooh, yeah. That was that's a boss line. I'll tell you what. Like right. Eustace Kid says that with the two of them standing by side by side, it looks like we're in hell. And Luffy says that suits me just fine. I've been to hell and back a few times already. It's home territory. And Kaido's like, whoo. That's a straw hat. Sheesh. <laughs> All right. Cold line. Um. Yeah, pretty cool line from Luffy, honestly. It was called yeah. partner, but it's really called gangster time. He gets gangster I mean, that time. honestly solidified it for me as the strap of the week. It didn't. It, it also didn't hurt that it was the one I saved for last. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I mean, very fun chapter to read. I'm very into it. Luckily, One Piece is not off next week, so nice. we get consecutive One Piece chapters for maybe another week, and then it's off again. But we don't deserve it. Uh, yeah we're not worthy but fantastic chapter um that's all i gotta say about it any closing thoughts boys nope all right it is time undead on 
luck. This is Undead Unluck Chapter 57, Jinkai. I think that's how you pronounce it. I don't Alternate know. title. Oh, so you got stronger. Mm. Oh, you look pretty tough now, huh? <laughs> oh, you've there been, you go. You've Ooh, you're been, so tough, huh? huh? You've been training, huh? We'll get to it. Um, we start off with a flashback. Like the D.O. approaching me meme? Yeah. Uh, we start off with a flashback of um, Shen's backstory. Um, and he's confronting a bunch of like street thugs who was fucking with his sister. Named May. It's not the girl that he's hanging out with now. But... Yeah, he, they were poor on the street. They look like, um, you know, just homeless kids. Um, and he beats them up and saves his sister. Um, and we cut to the present where Shen is standing over the destroyed bodies of Summer. Uh, and as he's about to get jumped by another little piece of Summer, uh, his assistant, Mui, comes in and slashes him. And... He has conflict, and this is a thing over the series where he has tried to kept, keep her out of conflict at all times. And uh, so now that she's in conflict, he punishes her by playing this game where he makes her say the polar opposite of what he think of what she thinks of him, strictly to hurt his feelings, and that hurts her feelings. <laughs> like the mere act of of hurting his feelings hurts her feelings. <laughs> yeah, that. <laughs> He's got a funny sense of humor, man. This author. It's it's definitely like uh uh I can't even think of the word to describe. It's different. Yeah, I mean using your superpowers for a gag like this is pretty funny. Um as we all know, Shen has the power of untruth where he can just make you do the opposite thing of what you want to do or say the opposite thing of what you want to do or what you want to think. It, depending on how much he likes you. So you know, there's that. Um, and that's when Andy and Fuko show up and we learn a little bit more about the UMA known as Summer. Um, this Summer thing is just like a, a little fucking monster thing that goes around and gets stronger the more uh, gunpowder and stuff like that it eats. And it also spawns... Weak, but, yeah, it also spawns little other bodies, which uh, Shen and his assistant have been dealing with. Um, so they have Top running around Taiwan looking for the core body of Summer, and uh, the rest of them are just standing around this massive supply of gunpowder, uh, just hoping to lure it. Uh, and this is where, yeah, <laughs> yeah this is where uh, the aforementioned panel Josh was referencing before, <laughs> where they're having a conversation, and Shen just <laughs> he's looking at him like, bro, who the. Why the fuck are you looking at me like that? <laughs> yeah, Shen is like, mm, you... I'm not your man's like that, like that. You've become <laughs> he's, a, he's smiling with his whole face at him. Yeah. He's smiling with his whole soul. Yeah, his entire soul. He's just like, oh, you've become strong, haven't you? It seems you're almost as strong as Victor. I would sure love to square off against you. And Andy's just like, calm down. God, like, relax, my nigga. <laughs> we are working right now. Uh, and I guess at that point, that's when one of the bigger bodies of Summer pulls up. Uh, it's a pretty big boy, but it's not the main body. So 
Shen is just like, how about you show me how strong you've gotten? Um, and Andy's like, okay, <laughs> basically. And he just uses his deep crescent, deep crimson crescent moon, chops this thing in half, one shotted. And uh, Feng, looking out in the distance, who's part of Under, he's he says to himself, uh, I guess in Chinese, saying, "Jinkai." Uh, I don't know, maybe uh, I don't know how to pronounce it, but that's how. Well, it, both of them say it. The bad guy and uh. Yeah, Feng goes Jinkai, and he has a little summer on him, which is interesting. Uh, yeah, I, it is interesting. I wonder if that's like the body. That's the main body. Um, but yeah, he goes Jinkai, and then this thing, this uh, monster that he just cut in half explodes. More fireworks because it's full of fireworks, and that's when Feng is like Jinkai. So I wonder if they're connected <laughs> in some way. Oh my God! What if Feng is uh, is May? Don't don't don't. That's my theory. Did you guys hear me? Did you repeat what your theory is? Yeah, I um, I said, what if yeah. uh, what if Feng is his sister May from the flashback? <laughs> yeah. Is that girl not his sister? No, that's Mui. That's not him. That's not oh. May. Oh, that would be wild. It has to be. It has to be. Because they both speak the same language. They both have to be negators because only negators are unaffected. Yeah. Duh. But then, like, what other negator would... Well, it doesn't have to be his sister. I guess there are other Chinese people. <laughs> you sure about that? <laughs> that exists. <laughs> you sure about Bro. that? You sure about that? <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty sure there's more than just... The two Chinese people? <laughs> two Chinese people in this world. So. I mean, honestly, there, there has to be more than too because M- Mui is Chinese still. Wait, how is she? Oh, does she have like That's a translator three. thing? He had parents, right? And he's not mixed so there's... Ooh, they had to have his parents him. are probably dead because he was like, uh, he was on the street with his sister alone, it looked like. So I think like yeah. the theory is that... And he's a negator, so they all live sad boy lives. Yeah, they all do. To their parents. Yeah. yeah, they all killed their parents. Hey, not a criticism, it's just... Like almost it's all of them bro. killed, their, like 90% of them killed their parents. I don't know a single one. I guess like Unno is the only one I know of that didn't somehow kill his family with his negation. Um, right. But no win. Yeah, I, I mean that's where the chapter ends. Uh, the the hunt for summer continues. Uh, a little bit of a transitionary chapter, like we said earlier. Uh, a lot of these chapters are kind of like that. Uh, just bridges to the next conflict. So not a bad chapter. Kind of fun. A little interesting to see a little bit more of uh, of um, Shen's backstory. I'm. Almost positive that Feng is actually May, his sister. I'm almost positive. And well, you called it. I can't. Hey, I got I'll tell nothing, you what. I got nothing on that. I, and I'm I'm no I'm no like fortune teller. I'm 99 wrong. Last week I thought it was the fox in One Piece. I'm very bad at theorizing. But if I can get this one right, I feel like my soul will be at peace. So I'm looking forward I'm to that. For you, bro. Yeah, I'm looking forward I'm to the next you. chapter, if <laughs> only for that. <laughs> Honestly. But uh, you guys are uh, ready to move forward? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. It is time to randomize. Uh, I'll pick this one. Black Clover. This is Black Clover, mm-hmm. chapter 287, Day of Atonement. Before we say anything, <laughs> bef- 
before we say Josh already anything, knows my my heart. I I, I want to go ahead and make a proposal, right? As far as the tide situation goes, oh, I feel like not about that. we should our vote should influence what what ultimately makes it like you know the overall. I mean, we can we can leave it as a tie, okay, and let so, that be cool, or we can have our VGIs influence it. To say this, I mean, I guess I didn't mention it RGCs yet, but I mean. this is tied for the audience RGC of the week. This is one of the series. So I guess yeah. it gets one of these, I guess. Certified RGC. Certified RGC. Certified RGC. Certified RGC. It's the first time it's tied or anything is tied in the polls. I, I genuinely didn't think that could happen. <laughs> so I was... I never thought that a, t- a tie would ever occur, but we have one. Um, this is pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, color pages are always dope. We open up with a color page here, um, and uh, Tabata's color pages are usually top-notch, I would say. But honestly, this wouldn't... I mean, if we're doing a tiebreaker based on what we think would be the RGC, this one is not it for me. Uh, well, between the two, I was gonna say we voted on one piece, so it depends on if one of us votes for the other one. Which I guess I mean, <laughs> Brian, Brian's the tiebreaker, and I'm pretty sure since this is not his RGC, the other one wins the ultimate RGC. <laughs> I think that's fair. I think that's fair. I mean, I also wouldn't give this my RGC, but we'll get into it. Whatever, it could be a tie. Bit. Whatever, whatever. Um, yeah. This is Black Clover 287, Day of Atonement. Last we left off, uh, we got a little bit of Noct's backstory uh, as he is getting absolutely smacked by these <laughs> er, uh, opening ring demons. Like, not even the strongest of the strongest yet. He's getting absolutely destroyed. And we cut back to a little bit more of his backstory. We get to find out how exactly he became the vice captain of the Black Bulls. Uh, it was over to kind of the grave of his brother Morgan, who passed away, um, canceling a demon contract with him, the demon known as Lucifungus. And he was also very close with Yami. And Yami uh, approaches him and says, Someday I'm going to make my own brigade. And if that were to happen, uh, I want you to be my vice captain. He basically just, he's close with his family. So it makes sense that Morgan was probably his choice to be a vice captain. And now that he's gone, his brother is that next choice because he's also kind of close to his brother. And they used to be cool back in the day before sure. he even joined the brigade. Remember, they was like yeah, yeah. running the streets together and shit. So I made, I had to think about that too at first. I was like, uh, it's kind of a reach going from his brother just, you know, just, just because, you know? Yeah. But it makes total sense because yeah, they were. You cool. remember what they were like? They're very close. Um, but yeah, and that with that being said, we kind of know all we really have to know about Noct. Um, although I would like to have known how he got so many demons under his employ, but uh, we cut back to the present, and he's basically like, "Well, I guess I'm sacrificing my life right now." So uh, Plumid, Walgner, combine with me, and they agree because you know. Nock's been nice with them, you know. He's he's shown them things that they could never have seen in the underworld, and they believe in him. And he does. He turns into uh, Omnimon, basically from <laughs> <laughs> from the digi. He turns into uh, he uses Devil Union mode, Gallus X Felis, 
and turns into that shit is fire. It is cool. Yeah, it's a cool form. Um, and the demons are like, "What is this? His magic grew." And then he uses shadow magic, monument of atonement, where it looks like it's just a big grave closing in on them, uh, and it it's basically the same kind of and uh, game of tag that they were playing before. It's like just a stronger, infinite version of that dark hunt thing that he would did before. So he seals them in, and it looks like it's over. But then. Uh, the demon's magic is so fucking strong that it burns and it freezes through this ultimate spell and I guess kills the other demons that uh that knocked had a had a uh a union with. So, you know, these demons are like, uh devil flame magic, devil ice magic, we're fucking rad. Um <laughs> So, you know, Noct is about to lose hard. As they're all laughing. Very hard. Yeah, and he's like, ah, good, good. Screams of agony are cool. Yeah, man, the devils just, they look dead on the ground. I was kind of like, damn. That, yeah, that man. made me sad, too. They was chill as hell. You know, little ass demons. Yeah, the little demons. And then cool. they just laughing at him. I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> this is bad. Yeah, it's not good. <laughs> When's the last time you seen someone take an L like that? Renji, maybe? That was a while ago. It had to be someone. Yeah, there had to be someone. We've seen some L's. There's been some L's. There's been. I mean, you read Attack on Titan, bro. That's that's true. I mean, that's almost disqualified (laughs) with how many L's. Yeah, (laughs) with how many L's are dealt early in that. That's their primary goal to make you feel very sad about the situation. I'll tell you what, I felt very depressed watching Attack on Titan a lot of the time. (laughs) Just like, well, how do you get out of this situation? And um, luckily, Black Clover does not share that woe because as Noct is thinking to himself, he's like, there's no human who could beat a supreme devil. We then cut over to a two-page spread of you know what time it is. Asta himself just blasting through in his full union form, lopping off one of the arms of the demons. And the demon's like, huh? (laughs) (laughs) What's this? It's severed? <laughs> it's not appearing um, <laughs> again? Last I checked, I had a hand here. <laughs> hmm. And Nock thinks to himself, if anything could, it's anti-magic. And we get a splash page of Asta saying, what do you think you're doing to our vice captain? And that is where the chapter ends. Ask me if I have thoughts. Uh... Ask me if I have thoughts. <laughs> no, ask ask each other how if you have hey, thoughts. Hey, Josh, do you okay? have thoughts? Come on, guys. This is a partnership. I I have thoughts. All right. I'll I let you do thoughts. your thoughts first. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give a quick one, and then I'll just vent later. Well, not vent. Just I'll go off the top after you. I'll all vent. Right. I'll my vent my quick thing. All right. This is all I'll say. This could have been the RGC for me. Um, it literally could have been if it just wasn't Asta that came in and saved them. And I have no problem with Asta. I don't. I like his new form. I want to see him fight. And I've accepted that Black Clover. I always knew this. I always knew that it was always about Asta. See, that was my mistake with My Hero Academia. I should have knew that it was just like Black Clover in that sense. That it's always going to be about him. And I should. I'm foolish to believe anybody else is, is going to get. A spotlight. So anyway, 
um, passive aggressiveness aside, <laughs> that, I, I just, no, um, no, I'm, I'm just, I was taking play with Giants, bro. Just, <laughs> you, you relax. I don't have I'm my okay. sword out, bro. Like, I'm okay. I'm so, okay um, no, nah, uh, that, that was it. Could have um, been the best, but they went with something they always do and they did not have to. Yeah. I All mean, right. now that you mention it, I mean, I'll say that I did not like this chapter. Uh, this chapter actively, <laughs> straight up, you did not yeah. This like this it. chapter actively made me disappointed and angry. Uh, <laughs> and I don't get that way often. I don't. I don't like to be that guy. But man, I, and maybe it's my fault. But I felt like, man, you know what? Things are different now. You know, <laughs> <laughs> why would you think that? I don't know, Josh. I have hope. I, you guys are always just like, man, <laughs> Black Clover is actually good. I thought, you know, like I'm always, I always feel like such a hater when I talk about Black Clover, but I do have this, this chapter kind of represented everything I don't like about it. You know, uh, like it, we don't even get knocked, have a cool fight once. Like this is his first fight in the entire series and he gets like raffle stomped. Get smacked around. <laughs> yeah. And he came into the series like, Ooh, I'm the best. Ooh, I'm, I'm so strong. Yeah, I'm the vase. What are you gonna do about it? Mm, everybody else, you guys should level up. He's talking all this shit to all the other characters. Yo, he's like, right. yo, you guys should get stronger. Really, like, I mean, you guys are so weak. You let Yami get taken, and then he gets fucking motherfucked by these demons. <laughs> Easy. <laughs> and this is a shout out the author, right? Because obviously, this guy's a fictional character. Yeah, no, who can't sure. control his own destiny. Yeah. So I, I just, I'm just being clear. For everybody. Yeah, no, I'm not <laughs> angry at not. Could have been a not not could have been a much cooler character that put in no, way no, no, more no, no, work no, no. before they smoked him. In. No, 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 not knocked. No, no, not the writer. Not the writer. Fuck the writer. <laughs> I'm mad at knocked. Okay, I'm mad at him specifically. Yeah. Then again, it's got his you hat, yo. I mean, it's it's <laughs> fuck that guy. Type of way. <laughs> and look, I get it. I get that you have to like show how big of a deal these demons are. But you have how many of these demons? You couldn't sacrifice two of them for a minute. Like, how cool would it be? Like, I don't care if Nock gets take out, taken out of the board, but not like this early. And like to be saved by Asta on top of that, who should be still on his way. Like, why is he like just automatically here? Maybe three chapters after the first time he appeared. Like, it's. I wish that things have gotten a little more dire. I wish like we could have seen Noct win this fight and get real fucked up and then lose to the next rung of demons that I would have been fine with that. It would have been like standard shonen, but I would have been okay with that. But I don't know, it just feels like a disservice to the character, this whole thing. All just to make Asta look better. And I I keep for I felt this for the same trap as like it was always gonna be about Asta. Even worse than my hero. Because at least like at least um, Kirishima beat a villain, or not beat one, but like he got his whole thing. He had a really cool moment on his own. At least like yeah, with Fagnum, yeah, that shit was lit. Yeah, other characters, the get, sword, the spear, and the shield. I remember that. And not every character. You is, know what it is. And not every character is oh, bum rush. Every not every character is bum rush saved by Asta single handedly. Like this whole series, every single person in this universe loves this kid. <laughs> yeah, and there's no fucking other opinion. Everybody just loves this kid. This kid saves every single person in this series. 
Nobody really makes it far in this series without Asta coming in. And if, if they do defeat somebody on their own, it's because they thought about how many fucking push-ups Asta did. Even though he was really <laughs> tired that day, he just decided to get up and do his fucking push-ups and it inspires them to use their magic even more. And it's like, damn, if Asta could do that one more push-up, I can do this water spell one more time. Ooh, I mean, where would me. most of these characters be without Asta at this point? Dead. I've been rewatching Black Clover. It happens as early as the very first arc that these people meet each other. Is that instantaneously this kid is an immediate inspiration to them, and <laughs> they base their entire life's like philosophies and strategies around this child. Hey, I mean, yeah, like if, if you, you, don't, if you don't like him, you hate And I get it. I I mean, I, like I wish I get it. I get what he's supposed to be, but it doesn't translate. It fucking makes me angry because like nobody, no character could have their moment without Asta coming in. It's like actually, it's my powers that are. I have to nerf everyone. I have to solo the entire universe <laughs> in order to become a wit. I won't be the Wizard King unless I solo this entire fucking castle full of demons and Dark Triad members. Everybody, <laughs> on my back. Like you know, might defeat Zeno, but that's it. That's all he's doing this arc. I bet. He might not even. We'll see. Ooh, we'll see. I'm heated. Next week I'll be better <laughs> about it, but this week I'm going to be annoyed. <laughs> Next week I'll be. I like, hope. I you, I better hope. I hope the author. I just needed to get it off my chest. Next week I'll be like, oh, Asta's form is cool. I'll be back. I just need to purge my feelings every now and then. <laughs> but this is how I feel. Um, but yeah, that's all I got to say. I don't want to devolve too deep. But I went off, and I said what I said. Yeah, y'all heard what Christian said. <laughs> I wasn't very unbiased. Of you. <laughs> yeah, Mister, I'm not. Nah, nah, nah. Come on. I no, that's there. the ultimate. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Hey, I'm hey, kidding. I'll tell you what. That's the ultimate unbiased move is to not like us. <laughs> because everybody in this series is like, I'm biased towards Asta. Not me. <laughs> I see it. Nuh-uh. Not. Not me, not the fucking unbiased king. I saw him running around without a mask. <laughs> no mask, Asta. Guy. But, yeah, I mean, I don't know. That's all I got to say about this chapter. Next week, I'll be nicer. But if you guys didn't have anything to say. All right. Nah, I'm good to go. Nope. All right. Let's randomize. Oh, man, my mouse stopped working. Here we go. <laughs> X-Men. We only have one X-Book. Thus one... Bro, thank God we only got one fucking X-Book. I think they knew what they was throwing out at us. Yeah, this is a pretty uh, dense motherfucker. <laughs> in terms of story. It's not like a long book, but there's a lot that happens in it. Uh, last we left off with X-Men, and this is the, the Hickman book. This is the mainline series, so a lot of this is vital. This is X-Men number 19, last we left off. Uh, we are catching up with the group of mutants that entered the vault, which is this, like, basic hype, basically this futuristic uh, fucking post-human factory. <laughs> like, this constantly evolving mechanism uh, that's hard to explain because it's Hickman technology, and it is a lot. Um, so, basically... The premise behind this is that inside of the vault, time moves moves very differently. Um, there could be a week outside, as we learn in this comic, a week outside 
essentially boils down to a hundred years inside. So century. Yeah. Uh, it's, uh, the hyperbolic time chamber on fucking steroids. Uh, so they sent in the most adaptable mutants that they have. Wolverine, uh, ex former X 23, um, current, uh, secondary Wolverine, Laura, uh, sync who has the ability to copy abilities and, other things and Darwin, who is uh, basically able to adapt to any surrounding in order to survive, uh, both passively and not is aggressive the word, both passive and actively. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Um, so yeah, his body just adjusts automatically if he doesn't put an effort to do it himself. It just happens. Yeah, to survive, like, um, but he can also will his body to do certain things. That, exactly. You know, Isn't that the guy who got cool. killed? In uh, first class, yeah, yeah, uh, first and it was class, really dumb. I like the movie. The one person that wasn't the movie. Had, it was a cool, no, it was a cool movie, but that was he was Weird. the one person that wasn't supposed to die. That's to crazy. Shaw, out of all people, Sebastian Shaw killed him. But in any case, um, last we left off, they were so. they were facing off against the children of the vault, which are you know progressively evolving organisms that are spawned by this city. Um, and the city can just kind of designate them to evolve further. Um, and the reason that they're studying this place in the first place is because this is where they believe this massive threat to mutant kind called the post-humans, who are kind of like these humans merged with technology, uh, this is where they all spawn. So they're trying to, I guess, learn as much as possible about it. And as we left off, they fought some of the children of the vault, um, and one of them, like, basically suicide bombed themselves, but the three mutants managed to survive that. Um, and, yeah, it turns out they're in, they're in here for a very long time. We get a little timeline throughout the uh, issue where it explains what happens. Um, I, I can't go through all of them because then we'll be here forever, but um, yeah. we get a little bit of, you know, the specifics of what happens in this timeline as the story parts of this comic. Um, we learned uh, that Darwin eventually like assimilates so much with the city that he's able to uh, basically give off a, a signal that kind of hides them from the children of the vault and the city in general. So, you know, they just sat back for a while and they watched and they learned as the city, um, you know, incubated children, essentially. And... One day they went in and infiltrated one of the hives where the kids are being um, grown. And it turns out that that's not a good idea because there is one child known as uh, Madre, uh, Spanish from other. So that that's interesting. Who kind of just like watches them while they sleep, you know, guards them. And at some point they make this mistake where uh, they leave a piece of Darwin behind uh, and the and the children of the vault pick it up and use it against them. You know the ch the vault like kind yeah. of assimilates the DNA that they got from Darwin, which is pretty shitty for them to have because if their children can be able to adapt to anything, that's pretty rough. Um, not to coup. So at some point, you know they they can only go so far doing this covert shit. So they decided to go in there take down Madre and get some real information. Um, and they learn a little bit about what's actually going on in the city from this uh, child known as Diamante. 
and essentially he knows everything the city does and years ago when the x-men first fought the children of the vault they were the first generation children and because they lost the city said oh okay i gotta you know adapt to what the information i got and make new children and so the second generation kids were made and um that generation of kids had seraphina who in house and powers of x is revealed to have escaped the vault and was uh captured by uh orcus and then escaped again as we see in x-men um and when she came back they evolved those kids further based on the information they got from her uh so you know the city's ever evolving and that's the whole thing so in order to fight fire with fire like the x-men themselves had to kind of adapt themselves they can't escape because there's the shield around the city so they gotta stay and fight basically until the mission's done and in a certain raid to go into the city itself and like figure out what they can learn they got ambushed and darwin was taken from them uh this is where it yeah kind of, Oh, sorry. Um, um, no, if I may, well, just just to briefly recap what you were saying, right? They they got their information. They broke, you know. They they were in they were in the city for years and years and years. We know that sneaking around, trying to you know learn as much as they can, and then they got to a point where they got to Diamante, who and they got all the information they needed, and they knew that the city was at a point where you know. They like it, it felt like it wasn't it wasn't enough. Um, so you know, to continue evolving. So the reason they're even there for, for even longer than that is because they, they, they can't find a way to, to break out of the temporal bubble that they're yeah. in. So they're essentially trapped within the city, like I said, for 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 hundreds of years. Yeah. Um yeah, pretty insane. Yeah, which is a few weeks in the outside time. Um, yeah, so this was this was so them, you know, them they they as you were about to say, Chris, they're planning an an attack on the city itself, the actual brain center, like of the city. And it's more so a desperation play because they're trying to like find a way how to get home and bring back that information because that is the mission. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? To get back home. Yeah. So as you were saying. Yeah, so both Darwin and Wolf and uh, Wolverine are taken. But uh, using the powers of a child known as Terremoto that Sync takes, he basically burrows underground and manages to escape the city for uh, for a time. He actually kind of waits out for a, for a week, which is a century in the time of the of the city. So he waits out, I guess, catches his breath for a week, uh, and then he returns to rescue Wolverine and Darwin. But by the time he gets back, only Wolverine is there. Um, he manages to save Wolverine. Darwin's not there, and they kind of refuse to leave without Darwin. Um, so they go in and they try to save Darwin. They find him in this weird tubey thing where he's like levitating in this beam of light, and uh, I guess they use his powers to. Uh, oh, they explain what happens here in this little detail thing as that big energy beam thing is that they basically atomized darwin and used him to make the fourth generation of children so yeah yeah i think all these guys essentially have darwin's powers on top of their powers where they're adaptable 
to a to a degree you know there's like yeah i mean i i don't know how exactly they're gonna flesh it out but i would just imagine that it's you know more so than them just all having like some type of like a slice of his ability or something like that i think it's just the means to advance them further right you know what i'm saying like like that ingredient that I mean, maybe. I, I yeah, just no. think it wouldn't be super creative if they were all like, oh, we're all adaptive now. Yeah. Too. No, I think <laughs> I mean, that it, might I think be the case, right. but I think, yeah, I think it's more right. so kind of like, yes, the next ingredient we need yeah. to level up. Yeah. Um, and what's crazy about this is I, I, I might be skipping ahead in the story, but I don't think, I mean, who cares, right? Yeah. It, they, the, had they not gone in with Darwin, they would not have been able to upgrade to that mm-hmm. point and what's significant about that is that when seraphina you know the, the the black and white chick that they you know that they rescued from orcas all the way back in dawn of x right mm-hmm. she came back to the city with the information and the city confirmed that they had like that they did not have the means to yeah to, exactly. com- to combat against krakow and era mutant them mm-hmm. you know who have conquered death and etc cetera, etc cetera, and have became so mighty yeah um even with so, the third generation and, and, kids like they upgraded once and they're like damn we're still not good yeah yeah so uh, so they really didn't they you you could th- i mean you maybe at some point they would have been able to with time and time and time but maybe it wouldn't have been enough time because obviously we know it's finite there is a mm-hmm. point where the the phalanx come and you know destroy the earth etc etc yeah but um Nah, man, them bringing Darwin was a huge miscalculation. Yeah, yeah, and it stinks because, you know, that's a hindsight is twenty twenty move because they had no idea. I mean, the whole point of this was to learn what they were up to, and it turns out they brought them what they needed to go Yeah, further. they fucking learned. Mm-hmm. I mean, the whole time they were sneaking around, they knew, they would, they would, and they lured them. They lured them into, into figuring out what Darwin was about getting pieces of him and then finally getting the full source material, like, you know, setting literally like they baited them into because they knew how desperate they was and they was they knew it was predictable. They was trying to get out. Yeah. You know, what else could they what they want to do? You know, they they couldn't make an effort to destroy the city. They knew they had enough power to stop these three mutants. It wasn't enough. Exactly. They could definitely survive. But yeah, it was just it was really well thought out. And there's I mean these informational pages have always been pretty solid mm-hmm. amongst all of the X books, but Wow, do they do a really great job at, I guess, like, damn near condensing the story that happens over almost, what, hundreds of years? Yeah. It's really, really well documented. Yeah. I mean, th- and there's still more to it. Mm-hmm. Um, also. Yeah, so after after Darwin is atomized and, you know, they the fourth children are starting to evolve now, um, Wolverine and, Dar- and Sink are like, fuck it, let's get the fuck out of here. So... Yeah. <laughs> Like we can, we gotta go. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we gotta get the fuck out. Of it. Okay, so the mutant recon team, which is Wolverine and uh, and Sync, they use uh, stasis DNA of Mebravon, a child disruptor, to get through the shields. And I mean, it's not a, it's not a painless plan. They can get through the shield, but it fucking hurts. And um, you know. Wolverine gets through because of the healing factor and uh Darwin and not Darwin Sink gets through because Wolverine transfers their powers basically to him. But it burns off all their clothes and their hair, except for their eyebrows. And it dampens cool. their powers so they can't really yes, they heal can. after the fact. Yeah. I was thinking about that. I was like, wait, how do they survive then? But I guess 
as they passed through, they they actively healed via uh, Laura's, uh, you know, via Wolverine's uh, um, healing factor, mm-hmm. and then after the again after the barrier, mm-hmm. they couldn't heal or use the power, which is significant. Yeah, I mean, they can use their power because, um, like, okay, so what happens is that, like, now, oh, you're, you know what, I mean, you know, yeah, I, you're right. That's why it hurts them, you know, like they, the shield will just like fucking really fuck with their powers, but. I guess because they used the disruptor, that kid disruptor to like minimize the effects of the shield. That's why they were able to heal as much as they are or get through it at all and keep their powers for the most part. That's how I see it. Um, Wait, why does he say you don't have your powers then? They both say to each other they don't have each other's powers, but Laura's still able to pull out her knives. Is it not her ability? Wait, Is no, that just okay. a skeletal thing? Wait. Yeah, it's interesting. I don't know. I I think this is maybe... I- a miss. I mean, it's fine. You could still That's interpret it as somebody had to stay behind to slow them down because, like, they yeah. Wolverine enough is not able to, to defeat these super evolved fucking post-human children of the vault. Yeah, guys. So <laughs> you know, yeah, they're about to get chased down by the by the now evolved children, and, and um, Laura basically tells him to leave. You know, I'll hold them back. I'm strong enough right now that I can. You will buy you some time. And Sink manages to just walk out the front door of the vault, um, but not for very far because he just gets blasted from behind. And this was a cool move where he's like, now that he's out, Professor X can reach him. So he he calls out to Professor X in his mind and he's like, Professor, can you hear me? And I guess that like Professor X takes that exact moment to like back up Daru, uh, Sink's like entire mind. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> hundreds of years. Of this is a buzzer beater. If I've ever seen a fucking buzzer beater, <laughs> and yeah, the children kill uh, Sink, and uh, we cut over to Krakoa where Sink is being reborn. Um, he is able to confirm the death of Laura because you know he uh, he she died before him, and he saw her sacrifice herself for him. So. You know, Darwin, not only is Sink is back, but uh, Laura is also back. Oh, by the way, yeah, yeah Dar- they also brought Darwin back as Did well they? because um, you can. All oh, right, yeah, I so see. I thought about this as well, and it could be an interesting plot point in the future, but the wording. Okay, I'm going to go back to the point, but basically they're saying that they were getting ready for a final, a final atomization of Darwin. Mm-hmm. Meaning it seemed like they was gonna like maybe there was only so many times they could do this with his body before it could you know you know whether there's a limit to how much he could take or maybe there's a limit to how much they can do with it before his body adapts to them not being able to do to it I mean like configure it who knows you know but it they in the writing it it's it said that it was okay look look, look. uh in the writing whatever I guess, um, just take my word for it <laughs> <laughs> no yeah no you're right um, oh no it says right here subject darwin final atomization and biomass seeding complete fourth generation children now possible begin child ever- yeah 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 so, so now the ch- the yeah. kids are cooking so it's not yeah they got what they needed from him so he's dead yeah and, and you know uh, at this point you gotta resurrect darwin i mean like yeah they already got what they needed when I resurrect Darwin. Um, yeah, I mean, this was a fantastic... There's also this underlying, like, subplot. Oh, yeah. 
uh, this thematic thing about you know what love really is because like Sink and Wolverine become kind of like there's there's no like romantic scene with them but they they it's implied that like they fall in love with each other over the centuries they spent together in in the vault and he thinks about this time where his he talked about his uh talked to his dad about his mom you know and how you know the idea of dying for someone to express love is a very human idea whereas like someone like him sure. and Wolverine who are basically immortals uh that you know for them love is living for someone who can just kind of live forever and you know just staying alive just so they can be with them or for their sake it's it's an interesting thing uh it's a very i guess hickmanian way of looking at things to separate from a human mindset and go to like this weird higher conscious type of thinking um i mean it's not like uber important but it is a nice little you know like it's a nice little seasoning on a story where you could get like a little sub theme going on here as well and comics in particular are kind of actually pretty good at that i would say like uh like the the trials they go through being allegories for a deeper meaning so uh yeah for sure yeah, I mean, what an issue. Even if there were other... I mean, hold on. If if I may continue on what you were saying with yeah. with their relationship. I mean, e- even aside the philosophical aspect of it, it definitely gave it emotional stakes. I mean, there's certain things we we could only like, you know, illustrate and articulate to y'all, but you know, within the pages reading them as as there was this, you know, this this overlaying uh uh commentary. You all right, so the only person that makes it out the vault is um is sink and he's the only person that got his memories back mm-hmm. so he, so you know laura comes back and she she doesn't have any of those memories and none of that none of that the memory of that bond so it kind of makes it a little tragic um i don't know if this is a love interest that they're gonna like build on for the future i think it would be cool i don't I kind of think it was just meant to tell a little story and give yeah, it emotional so stakes too. but it was very well done it made me think um pull back the heart strong you know the heartstrings it was yeah. this is a really good uh uh issue of x-men man this was talk about setting the bar and mm-hmm. or, or rather uh maintaining a standard yeah this is this is the hickman we love yeah i mean this is probably the best issue of x-men like hickman's personal writings of x-men in a long time probably like this is probably the best issue um i can't recall a better one Except for maybe the first arc where they go to Orcus. I thought that was pretty fire, but um yeah, I, this was an unrivaled and to jump on that, you're right. Um, like without Sink surviving, living for someone, like Laura wouldn't even be resurrected. They can't resurrect mm-hmm. somebody unless they know they're dead. Sink being the only yes. person who saw both of them die and making it out himself is it super important. Because then nobody would have resurrected Sink, you know? But wow, that was a really nice parallel. And it also kind of it also kind of satisfies me in a sense that even if there isn't any more romance pursued after the fact, it's he kind of did it. He's like, yo, I, I you know, I, I did that and I'll endure it just to, and it's like I'll endure that pain and that ache of, you know, missing out on that, you know, just and, and I'll be OK, satisfied knowing that, you know, I was able to keep you alive. Yeah. That was 
Sick. Very well said, Chris. Um, so very fun. well done, Mr. Hickman. I mean, dog, if there were, even if there were yeah. other, this is the only American comic we're covering this week. Even if there were others, easily RGC. Uh, oh, absolutely. And I like the Flash. I thought the Flash was pretty the cool. Flash did come out. It was a little weird. We forgot to do it as a one shot. But, you know, classic Flash, honestly. It, it felt cool. pretty good. Vintage. vintage it was Flash. classic Flash, yeah. But, yeah, that's all I got to say about the X Men. You ready to move on? Yes. All right. It is time to randomize. <laughs> I used Bloody Cross twice this week. My, yeah, you did. My hero, Academia. My Brian no. Academia. This was very close to being my RGC. This much shit. And this, this is the series. It's RGC for me. RGC, well, Brian, GC, GC. This is the other series that was tied with Black Clover for certified really good chapter let's go all right audience i love you i love you all right i'll never doubt your power ever again yeah i mean this is my hero academia chapter 307 been a while um we open up in a dilapidated uh city where we see some characters we haven't seen in a while uh yo shindo from the other from uh Ketsubutsu Academy and his friend uh, Turtleneck, uh, Tatami Nakagame. I remember her. She's the girl who can like fold into herself basically. Like her limbs go inside of herself. She can like withdraw like a turtle. I remember. You remember? I remember. Um, and they're patrolling the city. I mean obviously the world of heroes is extremely shorthanded so I guess students are now able to just like walk around and do shit. Um they basically come across uh, the. I was wondering when we were gonna get, when we were gonna see this guy again, though. Oh, really? Yeah. You remember that guy? I do. He's the guy with the earthquake powers. I remember him. You was no, no, no. But was he, yeah. I was wondering when he was gonna were, come you back. You guys were thinking about him prior to this chapter. I often think about the kids who are yeah, not in like because he was kind of a big deal. I remember the kids that aren't in UA. I really I don't, don't remember this guy at all. I feel bad. I keep him. I keep all. They the- made him out to be a big deal. Yeah, I keep I keep these kids in the back of my mind because they're like the Sand Village and the uh, the right the Hidden Cloud kids, you know, the guys that are just like outside of the main purview of the series. So you never know when they're going to show up. And Tempest. Yeah, yeah, there's Tempest as well. Um, but yeah, this kid in particular, I remember him for being kind of like designed if like as basically combined uh, Bakugo and Midoriya. Like, this is what they would look like if you merged them. And, um, yeah, he's going out to talk to these civilians who have kind of, like, barricaded themselves in this town and trying to convince them to move into the schools, you know, the shelters that they establish for civilians that aren't, um, you know, that don't have, that are in the crossfires of villains. And these civilians are like, yo, we don't trust heroes anymore. Um, we'll take it upon ourselves. We got all this gear. So, you know, I... It's been working so far. Why do I got to change? Um, but yeah, he's just trying to um, convince them to leave. And Yo has this way of speaking, which is just like this fake like confidence. You know, he's got this like putting like condescension to him. That's the word I'm looking for. He's just like, he's like, why do we, why, why should we trust, trust you guys? You know, you can't do shit. And he's like, we're simply proficient, more proficient at combat than you fine people. Um, and, and um, 
these kids, these adults are like, fuck out of here, get out of here. And yeah, they just leave because they can't force these folks to go to these shelters. Uh, and the girl is kind of like taunting him. Uh, and that's when they get a call that jailbreaker is now loose in the city and he is very close to them. Um, and it turns out they turn around and they see this fucking guy jumping from building to building like the Hulk. And it turns yeah, out like the incredible Hulk. Yeah. turns out it's muscular. He just blasts through this building two page spread. Very cool. Honestly, his name is jailbreaker. I guess they call him jailbreaker now, but his original name was muscular. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he's just like, I'm going to Hulk smash you. Uh, Turtleneck fucks off because she's like, yeah, no, fuck this. This guy is a beast. Uh, Yo stays behind because, you know, he's he's a hero. He has to fight. Um, and he starts fighting with Muscular. Uh, the um, Nakagane, she goes back into the building and tries to get the civilians out of there, tries to save them from Muscular. And she gets interrupted by Yo basically losing to Muscular pretty early on. Um, he even tries to use his quirk, but man, muscular is just so fucking strong because he's able to encase himself in like so many layers of muscle that his vibrations can't even get through his like armor. And then 12,000 layers of muscle fiber. Yeah, that's a lot. Um, and that's not even his like final form because he uses his ultimate is trimming earth (laughs) and, all he does is bulk up his armor a little bit and it doesn't fucking, it's already negated. Um, and he's like, time for a blood frenzy because Yo using his ultimate power just kind of like renders him immobile for a while. And right when he's about to finish off Yo, he gets hit with a smash and there's just this whirlwind of dust as Muscular recovers himself and he looks up and all he hears is Muscular. No wonder my gift from the fourth wouldn't shut up. And it's Dark Midoriya. The champ is here. <laughs> yeah, honestly, I was a little surprised that he said something like that. That's not very Midoriya-like. Yeah. Yeah, very... Hmm, very Bleach-esque. No. <laughs> I think something that happened but, with the other two... You said no? No. Not Bleach. Come on, it was real Not cash. Bleach-esque. Super cash. Bleach, though. Bleach is on another level because it's cash, but also lame poetic. (laughs) All right. What if Deku really hates these guys? (laughs) What if if Deku just really doesn't like these guys? And these are the first people that he actually like openly hates. (laughs) Mm. Yeah. Um, And that's what it's like. No wonder these motherfuckers won't shut the fuck up. I mean, something must right, have happened. Jesus. Something must have happened between then and now inside of the one for all space to make him angry. So I, I'm looking forward to seeing what that is. I I like this chapter a lot for a couple of reasons. I mean, our issues notwithstanding, this setting is actually kind of cool. Uh, I I do appreciate this kind of like messed up kind of city vibe. I it, you know what it reminds me of? Um, I I thought of. A good analogy earlier it's 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 just like escaping me now but i mean i guess like arkham Man-Man. city yeah arkham city type vibes where all the villains are out and doing stuff and i like yeah. that muscular in general is like the first person that's fighting because he's not so strong 
or that big a deal, but his familiarity is very cool. It's very much like a comic book where it's yeah. it's a lot like, you know, Batman fighting Solomon Grundy, you know, in the middle of the city. Yeah. Yeah. It's very superhero-esque. Um, this is it's kind of just a cool setting. I'm trying to look towards the future. You know, we already spoke about what we felt about the past. It's time to see what My Hero Academia has to offer now that we're here. And I don't hate it. Uh, I, I do appreciate the space. I We have to wait and see before I can really think about or talk about how Deku's acting because it is inconsistent, but I feel it's obviously on purpose. Um, so, I don't know. Give I appreciate your positivity. <laughs> giving, uh, giving it a chance. We got to let him finish. I, I don't know. We don't know enough. Uh, it's It's clear that some time has passed between his talk with the successors and now so you know we got to give it uh how do you feel about his uh costume i don't know i mean like he's wearing gran torino's scarf he's he is probably like the same exact costume that he wore during the the paramount war not paramount war the uh paranormal liberation war yeah (laughs) derp um so um so it's obviously all right so on a scale of one to ten you can give hats I said on a scale of 1 to 10, what would you rate his costume? I mean, I don't think this is a costume that's going to stay. <laughs> that's why I don't... I, I'm not... That's not what I asked. I said, like, how do you feel about this one right now? How look? It's fine. On a scale of 1 to 10. It's fine. It's a 7. I don't know. I. He's going for, like, you know, this is the exact... Probably the exact same costume he wore during the war. So... Yeah, he's going to switch it up for him. I know For that. sure. That's for sure. Yeah, he's not this, wearing this for the. I like the Deku costume. Yeah, I think every story gets to this point. There's a battle damaged character design, but that's not even battle damaged. Like this is all right. So look, the clothes are worn. What on. he's wearing is everything. A part of of his deck of his costume is a reference to somebody. It's a it's a it's a homage to somebody who has mentored him. His hood is made by his mom. The scarf, it's made it's it's Gran Torino's. Like this is. This is all a re- like a it's a costume of respect, gloves, essentially. Tech, well, it's his regular costume, just dirty now. The green, the green on his it's body. not a new costume. <laughs> it's not a new costume. And it all, when you put it all together, it equals rags to riches. <laughs> Remember, I said that wrong <laughs> at the beginning. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's not a new costume. No, How are you going to judge it? Looks like dog shit, my nigga. I cannot wait till he takes. To, uh, he, should, I don't. He just needs a hoodie or something, bro. I don't know, man. He he needs to do something. He needs to get rid of that hood. He needs to do one of these, like one of these holes. I mean, yeah. this is the first time he's worn the hood in a while. I, I've no, he never this, wears the hood. I really this. like this costume. Yeah, this is the first. I was wondering how it would actually work with his his design, but I really like it. He's finally wearing got, that, I, that fucking titanium thing he has around his neck that he never wears. You know what I'm talking about? He always has that like little smile thing that's underneath his costume, but, but like underneath his chin. But that's the thing. Deku actually looks threatening here as a as a hero. You know, like this. If you see him, if you see him, you would you would think he's a threatening figure as opposed look, to Deku not, without the hood I'm not on. Not about yeah, the same to. Way you know? I look at a home person and be like man I, you know i feel bad for home oh my god you're such a hater you're such a bona fide hater bro it looks, 
Look, I'm not laying my what life. Do, what time does he have to have a clean ass suit, bro? Where do you? <laughs> where is he gonna find the time? I'm not about to lay my life I mean, on the line. He, he, he looked like he fell on a skillet. And someone tried to make a, a fucking omelet out of him or a chopped cheese. Come on, bro. And it was like, oh, Name my a God. Single... Like <laughs> Name a single time that Deku would have had time to find a clean-ass suit made by a, the finest tailor in UA, bro. No, Bad no time. time no time. And, and it would have been for three ninety nine because all of the stores are deserted. No, he's good. He got, he got, he, he has what he needs. Tea on, son. I don't, I don't Listen. You're such a hater. Well. I'm not about to okay, put okay. my life on the line to defend this costume. It it's I not worth to. it's not worth fighting about this costume that he's not going to keep. I really like this costume. And it is his regular costume, just dirty. It's not a big deal. It's just a costume. Guys. Yeah, just without prep time. I get it. Sure. I mean, it's not it's it's not a point of contentious, I he feel. He didn't take it to the dry cleaners before muscular. I don't know. Maybe next chapter. After he fights, after he beats Muscular with his new ability that he unlocks. Nah, man, the villains destroyed the dry cleaners. That's why they destroyed all the laundromats and dry cleaners. See, you guys, Chris, you that's why you're have the some Empire's empath- king. Because I am you use the your logic un- and reasoning to deduce an act of a brilliant. I don't know, man. It's not that crazy to me. You know, it's just a costume that he's not going to keep forever. It's indicative of his arc at the moment where he's at in his character. So, you know, <laughs> I don't, I don't, it's not worth defending or attacking. It's just a, a phase. And as Brian said, he likes it. I'm indifferent I think to it's him. poggers. <laughs> I, well, I think, I think it's poggers. I like this chapter quite a bit. I thought it was pretty cool. I like this Wild West type thing. I hope this continues. You know, it reminds me. Yeah, I don't hate it. It reminds me of Shibuya, you know? Like, I feel like Jujutsu Kaisen and My Hero Academia are yeah. in very similar places in their in their stories. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, with, with, at least with Shibuya, anyway. Yeah, you know, so this is basically... In the media area around them. Yeah. I would love this for this like to be this like... Lawless a, land. Yeah. I would love for this to be like a cool, free-for-all, like... Different characters... This could be an opportunity. Different characters just run into different villains. There's so many of them now. So there's more opportunities. Like Bloodhaven. Yeah, like Bloodhaven. Hating ass. <laughs> Just like Blood. This is my hero academia, Bloodhaven. Uh, but that's all I got to say. I'm overall very positive about this chapter. I don't really got much else to to say. I think my hero academia is off next week, which is a bummer because this chapter isn't helped by a week off. Um, he would do. All it comes out. April fourth is the next chapter. It's the week after that, I think. Is are you sure? Okay. Wait, what? I didn't. It says April first. Next chapter hits April fourth. All right. That's in three days. Yeah, I know. I think I read somewhere that it's off. Like it's a surprising week off. Like it's it's sudden. Probably probably after this one. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Who knows? We'll find out. We'll yeah. find out on Sunday, right? Yeah. Or maybe, yeah, maybe they announced this after the chapter was released, and that's not true anymore. Well, that this isn't true anymore. That yeah, comes out before, yeah, so be maybe you're right. Yeah, I mean, sometimes it happens. Um, you know, sometimes, sometimes like authors just something comes up for them and they have to take a week off. It's a shame it's my hero academia because I feel like the skepticism would be helped by continuous chapters, you know, so we can get as much development as possible. 
Um, but in any case, that's all I got to say. It's time to randomize. I hope he turns his sword into some good, 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 good guns. Jujutsu Kaisen. This is Jujutsu Kaisen chapter 144, That Place. Um, <laughs> what? That Place? That Place. Oh, man, the trope. Yeah. I mean, this is the first time a character... I mean, the characters don't say it. It's just the title itself. They don't. Okay, so we get a little bit of a recap. You know, Noritoshi is planning to have a culling game, and uh, he and uh, Megumi has come to Itadori and asked him, please help me. Please, bro. And, um, you know, uh, I guess Itadori remembers that his grandfather, you know, what his grandfather said to him before he passed. He says, you're a strong kid, so help people. And that's all he needs, that that uh, that little bit of motivation. He turns over to Okotsu and he actually says something finally, you know, about Sukuna and his plans uh, involving Megumi. He's basically like, yo, I know that Sukuna is do- trying to do something with Megumi. Um, he took over my body in Shibuya because I ate 10 fingers all at once. And it was just a lot to handle at the time. So, you know, even if he ate all five, he doubts that Sukuna would be able to take control like that. But if he ever switches with Sukuna again, don't hesitate to kill him. And um, Okosu's like, man, I'll try. <laughs> I'll do understood. I'll do what I can. Yeah. <laughs> and that nice. Then, then he turns to Megami. He's like, okay, so what should we do? And Megami has a plan. He's basically like, all right, first we have to go to Master Tengen and figure out how to remove the seal on the prison realm. Free Gojo. Um, which is cool because, honestly, they do have 19 days to do this before they have to, you know, they before they have to pick a, a fight, I guess. Yeah. Um. And they also have to... Noritoshi. <laughs> they have to find out what Noritoshi's concrete objectives and future <laughs> motives are. And, yeah, and they need answers before they can even fucking start this stupid calling game. Um, and Tengen may be the only thing. And Itadori is like, maybe Sukumo knows. And they're like, ah, I already spoke to her. This is her idea. Like, Because we all know that Yuki wanted to go in to see Tengen anyway. So they're all going together. Um, and the problem with that plan is Tengen's ceiling barrier. barrier. There's like a thousand doors, like Monsters Inc., and he's behind one of the doors. <laughs> uh, <and> Mike Wazowski. <laughs> yeah, his cursed his cursed technique is Mike Wazowski. Uh, so basically, it's just like we gotta pick one of these doors. I mean, we don't know. We don't have time to go through all these fucking doors. Um, and Itadori takes a minute and he's like, Fushigoro, I have to ask, what happened to Kugisaki Nobara? And uh, Megumi doesn't say anything. And I guess Itadori is like, well, I guess I'm assuming the worst. And he's like, oh, I get it. I get it. And I'm not giving her the Mario death yet. Get it? I'm not giving her Mario death. Nobody said anything. We didn't see her fucking corpse. She's not no dead said, in my eyes. Yeah, no, she's dead. So, that was more of a, uh, I don't know, man. She's hurt. It's not looking good. At the moment. Yeah, it's not looking good. That's what that says. Um, And in the middle of this somber moment, Choso just like barges in. Funny moment. A little bit of a relief to the tension. And he basically says, hey, I actually have a way past Tengen's barrier. 
And he explains that Mahito once stole Sukuna's fingers in the Death Moon paintings, right? Well, we can do the same thing. Um, and we cut over to this, I guess, secret lair in the Jujutsu High where Yuki and Maki made it! Yay! Yay! <laughs> the lower the degree, the worse it is, right? So one being the worst and three being the least worst? Yeah. Is that how it works? I think so, yeah. Okay. So Brian, can you look off, that up? Which is the worst? Is it if it's less degree burns? Uh, is a first degree just Google if a first she got, she got hit with lava, bro. Not fire. No, yeah, she got oh, Yeah, I think the really higher the worst. So wait, third degree oh, burns so are third worse. Third degree, maybe fourth. I don't know. I don't know how she Fourth degree worse. burns go through both layers of skin and underlying tissue. Dude. So yeah, Jeez. I guess that could make a scar. Yeah. Yes. No, yeah, that's oh, beyond. Yeah, she's going to have that for the rest of the series. That's, that's oh, yeah, this is her design now. Um, which, gangster, I mean, I don't hate it. <laughs> it's a lot like. Uh, I don't hate it. Yeah, it's pretty. It's kind of cool. Um, she. I'm glad she's alive in the first place. Maki fucking rules, first of all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's going to beat somebody up with some nunchucks again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, some cursed <laughs> yeah uh so you know everybody's excited to see maki and uh yuki explains like yeah that we use we even use reverse curse technique there's nothing we could do about the scars um and we get a little bit of an explanation as to what choso's plan is in order to get to tengen's get through tengen's barrier and basically between the doors um and the tomb where uh, Tengen lies. There's the warehouse where they keep all the cursed objects, and because a lot of Choso's younger brothers are in there, he can use the his powers to sense. Noranzo, Shoso, Tanzo, Sanzo, Kotsuto, and Shoso. Yeah, good job, bud. <laughs> there's six of them in there. Man, there's six of them there. I has got mad bros. <laughs> he's got he's the fucking oldest of ten. So you know, there's a lot of them. And okay. now Itadori is going to become Yuji Ita Choso. Yes. Choso. Cho- Yuzo. Yuzo. Itadoso. Yeah, Itadoso maybe. Itadoso. You decide. <laughs> Comment which one's your favorite, Yuzo <laughs> or Itadoso. Okay. Bro, Maki's like, yo, who is this nigga? <laughs> <laughs> and Itadori says, he says, for now, think of him as my big brother. And Choso goes full endeavor when yeah. Todoroki says, he goes, Yuji! <laughs> so, that's a that's a sweet little moment. I appreciate it. Hit, hit him right in the heart, man. Yeah. Adorbs. And they pretty much find the door pretty easily using Choso's powers. Um, and uh, Yuki's like, "All right, well, I guess we're here. There's a there's an elevator that goes to the tomb. They walk past the warehouse, and um, Choso stops. He looks at the warehouse because that's where his bros are. And Itadori is like Choso, and Choso's like, I know. And he touches the door of the warehouse. He says, "I'll return. Just wait a little longer. I can't wait to see if that ever happens. Oh man, imagine Choso's yeah, brothers, um." So they take the elevator down, um, and there's blood stains in this weird 
hallway thing. Um, and Itadori's like, whoa, what happened here? And Yuki seems to know. She says that, oh, no, wait, did this happen in the, the flashback? I guess so. Yeah. Hmm. Yes, with Go- the Gojo flashback. I think that's what happened. Like, he Damn, slaughtered it's... all of those people. Yeah, it's been so long since I fucking read that. Oh, like, Chris Spirit looks so ugly. Yeah. <laughs> Damn, Megumi's dad is such a fucking asshole. <laughs> he made trouble everywhere he went. Okay, so they go through this tunnel and they arrive at Purgatory. Essentially, it's just this blank white space. And Yuki's like, damn it. And uh, it turns out that the space is rejecting them, essentially. And they're like, Tengen doesn't interfere with the word, but with this world. But I thought that contact was possible now that Gojo's basically sealed. And um, yeah, at that point, Megumi's like, shit. And Okocha's like, hey, Sumiki doesn't have enough time. Let's head back because we got to start this calling game. And then they hear a voice saying, leaving so soon. They turn around and it's this gross looking monster thing with four yeah, eyes. Yeah, we're just going to say gross looking. Yeah, the four-eyed thumb just looking at him like, child of Zenin, Michizane's descendant, Deathweight painting womb, and Sukuna's vessel. So... That, and that's where the chapter ends. We meet this weird man. And um, I don't know if he's Tengen or like Tengen's Alfred. But he is the cursed nugget. <laughs> <laughs> I am. I'm the cursed. The last is. Wait, what he's that? that weird looking McNugget that makes you remember all the fast food documentaries you watched. <laughs> oh, yeah. He's like a left out too long chicken McNugget. <laughs> he's just like ooh I'm not eating that one <laughs> do you remember the situation with the death wombs and why they're significant no, I don't know that many details I just know that that's Choso and his brothers essentially they're just really strong spirit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. is that it yeah that's it <laughs> <laughs> alright <laughs> Well, that's the uh, that's the end of the chapter. I thought this was cool. Um, just another transitionary chapter. I I liked what was revealed about it. I'm glad that Maki's back. That alone is just fantastic. I'm here for it. <laughs> um, but yeah, great chapter. Um, I'm I'm excited to see what happens next. Uh, I'm glad Jujutsu Kaisen's not on break next week. Because uh, I feel like we're going to learn uh, a fair amount next chapter. You know? Uh, but, yeah, that's all I got to say about it. Any closing thoughts? Happy it's not on break next week. What? I'm also very happy that it's not on break next week. Hell yeah. And, um, yeah, that's it. With that being said, let us close this show out. Thank you guys so much for listening as usual. Uh, you could find me at the Chris Aspinall, Brian at B.ESP, Josh at JD Cole underscore 37. Follow the show itself at New Jump City on Twitter and Instagram. Follow our themes on Guy. I keep forgetting to shout him out uh, at drum underscore foo. Very talented individual, as you can hear. Uh, email us at newjumpcitypod at gmail.com with any questions, suggestions, anything you guys want to talk to us about. If you like one-shots, let us know if there are any things that you want us to talk about in one-shots. Um, we'll keep doing them. Uh, if you 
are listening through iTunes, subscribe to us on YouTube, vice versa. If you're listening on YouTube, subscribe to us on iTunes, Spotify, Amazon, Pandora, um, wherever you listen to podcasts. We are likely on there. And that's it for us. Stay safe, New Jump citizens.